Hello, Texans, and welcome to the podcast. And we've got news as Lovey Smith is the new head coach of your Houston Texans. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. All right, Johnny, gut reaction. Lovey, <laughs> late in the game. Lovey pulls it out. He's the new man. Okay, first of all, let me, I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. Because I've heard that plenty of times. Late in the game. Well, it doesn't mean, and I've listened to so many things, yeah. Mark, throughout this entire coaching search. And it doesn't always mean that the way that you saw things happen on social media is the way things did happen. So it's, I say this a lot of times about draft prospects, you know, Oh, this guy's a draft riser. He's draft. He's falling in the draft. No, that's just because that information was getting out to the media at that particular time. And, Oh, they hadn't heard of this guy. Oh, you thought Titus Howard was a bad draft pick because you hadn't heard of him because the media wasn't talking about him, but the people in the know knew all about him. My point is we're never going to know really when Lovey Smith became part of the process. He may have been at the, the, it may, he may have been on the forefront of all of their thoughts from the beginning, but they wanted to go through the process. They wanted to talk to people. Now, it may have been that at the very end of it, they did say, hey, maybe Lovey is the guy. I just think it is. We have to be very careful. And I'm not saying you and me, but I'm just people out there saying, oh, it was a last second thing. It was the last second they had to be. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Doug Peterson was one of the first coaches they interviewed. They interviewed him right up front. I think he was maybe the first interview. And then you heard, Phew. Nothing, Nothing about Doug Peterson for like yep. two and a half weeks. And then voila, Doug Peterson's back. Like, wait a second. And now you look at it and go, hey, wait a second. Doug Peterson would be a really good hire in Jacksonville. And I think he will be a good hire in Jacksonville. That gummit, they got it right. And that's the most important thing. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how you get there. But if you put two points in the bucket, you make the free throw, you hit the golf shot off a rock, off the back. Water skipped it three times and it came back on the green within two feet. Doesn't matter. You got to the right spot. And I think Lovey Smith is a guy that is the right spot. He's been a head coach before. I mean, you just go down the candidates that were there. He kind of kind of ticks every box that every other candidate wasn't. And he's been here for a year. He's seen this. And if yep. keeping Pep Hamilton is a possibility, that would be fantastic. Who knows whether Josh McCown gets involved in this? And I'll say this about Josh McCown. I told you back in 2019, I told you this in 2019, early 2020, I said, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know how, what role. I want Josh McCown with the Texans. I told you that. I wanted him in some role. You did. You I, yeah. did. So, head coach, fine. I think if you can coach, it'll be found out very, very soon. And I feel like Josh McCown is a guy that we have found out, look, last four or five years that he was playing he was coaching. Yeah, it wasn't coaching hours, but if you know what he was doing to be able to be on the Philadelphia Eagles in 2019 and to then be part of the Texas in 2020, you go, wait a second. Okay, maybe this guy is all in. So we'll see what happens there. But I got to say, Mark, as coaching searches go, ending up with Lovey Smith, I feel pretty good about those prospects. Now it's, okay, Lovey's in place. Now how do we fit the coordinators in place? How do we go about doing that? And then we'll see how that goes. And there obviously are some spots to fill. Uh, some position coaches, about four or five of them, gone off to other places. So we'll see how that goes. But I don't know, Mark. I felt pretty good about Lovey Smith being named the head coach. Yeah. 
And I, I'm glad you said what you said about late in the game. I was kind of being facetious there because oh, no, I, I know. think that, I know. you know, it's the REO Speedwagon song. It's even as I wander, I'm keeping you in sight like a candle <laughs> in the window on a cold, dark winter's night because Lovey has been there. And I think if you interview Lovey and announce it to the world, and by the way, people say, have they interviewed Lovey? Interviewed? They had lunch with him today. Are you kidding? Right. They have lunch with him every day. They see him every day. They travel with him. They know this guy so well. They've talked to him. They know his opinions on everything, right? So it's somebody they know, and they go out and search, and they come back to the guy they know, who, by the way, has more experience than anybody they've interviewed, right? right. He's more of a sure thing. I'll put it like that, too. I'll use that term. He's more of a sure thing than anybody they've interviewed, including Flores, who has a couple of three years of coaching experience as a head coach, and he did well with Miami, won some games. But look, how is his resume any more impressive than what Lovey did in Chicago? I mean, right. Lovey, I know the last season they had that they lost five out of six. They had a rough time. They won their last two. They go 10 and six. They barely miss out on the playoffs and he gets shown the door. And that's after nine seasons. And you know how people start to feel like, are we ever going to get there? Uh, and then they go into this tremendous dive after Lovey leaves, you know, and that's what happens with a lot of places, you know, be careful what you ask for. And it happens in college all the time. Hello, yes. Nebraska. It happens <laughs> all the time where you think, oh, we're going to do better without this guy, Mac Brown, we're going to do better without this guy. And then it gets a whole lot tougher. So I like that they have them, uh, that they've had them around that his side of the ball performed well. And here he is as the head coach. And you mentioned it. Got to build the staff. Look, I was intrigued by all the candidates, really. I thought McCown was interesting. I know it's a tough sell, but he has leadership qualities. I thought Gannon was very interesting. I thought Flores was interesting. A lot of these guys, they looked really interesting. Lovey Smith comes in here, knows the personnel so well. They know how to work together because they've done it already. And you don't have to tell them where to park, where the bathroom is, what the facility is like, what it's like living in the AFC South, but the personnel he's going to be game planning for with his staff every week. That's a big advantage, Johnny, right? He's not coming from the NFC or something. And who are these guys? Look, I know it's the NFL. Everybody knows everybody. But the familiarity of being in the building in the organization has got to help. Yeah, and we play at Chicago this year, which will be uh, yeah. a, a nice little nice little homecoming for for Lovey from that perspective. But you're, you're right, and we go back to 2014. Mm-hmm. The Texans are looking for, or late 2013, Texans are looking for a head coach, and the names at the very end were Bill O'Brien, I think maybe David Shaw, and and Lovey Smith, and I had heard and. I don't know where I've heard this, but over the years, I have heard that Lovey Smith was very, very well regarded by the McNairs and by people, uh, Rick Smith, by the people that, you know, talked to him, but they just felt like Bill O'Brien was somebody that they couldn't turn away from at that particular moment. And so you never know when you're making an impression on people that have to make a decision. And yes, I know that, that Nick Seria was not in an interview or not in that interview process. He's still part of the Patriots, but Nick got to see Lovey up close, and he talked about it in his, uh, in his uh, press conference when it was announced that David Culley was being let go. He talked about his relationship with Lovey and, what, uh, and how much he valued and respected Lovey. And I, I remember hearing that thinking, <laughs> kind of thinking, well, name him that coach. Like in my mind, like, well, just name him that coach, and we'll just move on. We can forget this 
you know, coaching, coaching search stuff. We could just name Lovey the head coach and move on. I had that thought for a brief second. And then they went, they did the coaching search. And I never have an issue with the coaching search because you never know, again, who you're going to meet along the way. You never know mm-hmm. if there's going to be a guy that blows away everybody like Mike Tomlin did with the Steelers back in 07. Right. You just never know where that individual is going to come from. Like, wow, we had no idea about this guy. Boy, we really kind of had a little bit of an inkling about Jonathan Gannon, but boy, he was really impressive. And so you lock and store away those thoughts. And if the job comes open at some point, maybe you revisit it, kind of like you did with Lovey Smith. Maybe you revisit it down the road. So I, I, the whole thing about the coaching search, oh, well, it's got to be this. And it's, it, it, it doesn't. The coaching search just has to be information gathering and talking to potential coaches. You talk to, I mean, you talk to Heinz Ward, you talk to Josh McCown. Those guys have very little coaching experience, if any, because those guys are so well-respected in the league. But I guarantee you, you gather information from those guys. And I go back to this, especially, you know, for McCown and even a guy like Heinz Ward's only coached for a couple of years. You know, sometimes because they've played, they have a fresh look at things. They have different ideas, but they were in a lot of different organizations. And so they saw how different organizations did things. And I go back to, and of course, it's, you know, a personal, uh, you know, it's a personal thing. But I remember when I was younger, younger, way younger, a lot younger than I am now before the Internet. And I remember writing on my resume, I've never taught before, but I learned from two of the best. And I, I feel like I'll be able to learn as I go and get better and better. And the upside is really, really high. I wrote nearly all of that in a resume and a cover letter. And I remember somebody looking at it going, no, you should take that. I was like, no, that's my parents. I learned a lot. I'm going to be upfront about it. And the place I ended up getting hired noticed that and said, you know, we know you haven't taught, but we think we're going to take a shot because you have everything else we're looking for. And it panned out. Wow. So maybe that pans out for Heinz Ward. Maybe it pans out for for Josh McCown. But that's why I have kind of not a ton of issues with them talking to McCown, talking to Heinz Ward, talking to guys that don't have a ton of experience. I wouldn't have minded if they'd have brought another eight to ten guys to talk to throughout the coaching search process just to get more information. I wouldn't have minded it at all. And even if at the end they came back to Lovey Smith, I would have totally fine for that. And if I'm Lovey Smith, I feel pretty good about that because I'm like, you went out and talked to all these other guys and you realized what you had in front of you was pretty darn good. And so if I'm Lovey Smith, yeah. I would feel pretty good about that. You tested everybody else. You didn't fall in love with any of those others. And you came back to me, what was right in front of you. And sometimes, like you said, what's right in front of you, REO Speedwagon, I don't know the lyrics, you know the lyrics, so you can quote them again. But that's essentially what I think they ended up doing. And I'm, to- and I'm fine with that. They can't fight this feeling anymore. They're going to go right. with Lovey. And that's exactly. what it is. So it's funny because I look back at the Bears, John. He was there nine years, right? And he had the Super Bowl appearance at 06. They won 13 games. He's won 11, 10. Uh, he's had, what, only three losing seasons there. And the first season was a five-win season. After that, they never dipped below seven. And they had six seasons of 500 or better, five winning seasons, double-digit win seasons. I thought it was a, a nice run for him. And yep. like I said, after a while, 
like Dave Odom once told me in the basketball side, after a while, they just want new sound bites and they kind of get to know you and they fall out of love with you. And I think that's what happened up there, among other things. But Tampa, you know, I looked at that situation today and I thought, well, what went wrong with him in Tampa? Well, he takes over a team that was, uh, you know, abandoned ship with Greg Schiano, right? And the roster is ripped up and they go two and 14. They get the number one overall pick and everybody's happy about that. It's Jameis Winston. But the problem is, you know, Winston's okay, but he's, he, you know, he turns the ball over. He's a rookie, right? Yeah. And they don't win enough games. They go six and 10. Four win improvement, but they go six and 10 and goodbye. So, you know, I don't care about Illinois much. I really don't. I mean, I think when, I, when in this situation, you look at the college, you could look at it as a plus if he did great, but you're not going to like put that over the top. But if it doesn't go well, whatever, you know, and here he is. I just think he reestablished himself in this league. Uh, the defense is better than the numbers say, you know, when you look at the Texans defense and for a while, they're tracking really good in uh, DVOA and some of the analytics, yep. uh, obviously the takeaways are the most shining number for that defense. Um, so I look at the whole thing and here's the other thing, Super Bowl winners that have won it on their second or third chance as a head coach. The list is long. I'm just going to recite a few of the names to you. Oh boy. Don Shula. All right. Good. Yeah. Not bad. Right. Uh, and I'm not going to go over the guys who have gotten there and lost on their second chance, just the guys who have won. Pete Carroll on his third chance as a head coach wins it. A guy named Bill Belichick, who's won a few, right? I mean, the list goes on and on of guys who have won Super Bowls as their second chance as a head coach. Mike Shanahan in Denver. Remember, he coached the Raiders, didn't work out there, gets the Denver job eventually. Wins a couple of Super Bowls there. Gary Kubiak, second chance. This happens. And I'm not saying it's going to happen for Lovey. I'd like to see it happen. But he's got another opportunity here, and we'll see how it goes. Look, it's a young, developing team. We saw many of the positives. We've gone over them with Davis Mills and some of the young offensive players like Nico, Brevin Jordan. You look at on defense, Roy Lopez, Garrett Wallow. And now we're going to have a much bigger draft class lots of free agent acquisitions and lovey will be there every step of the way as Nick makes these selections and they'll work together to determine who's going to be the best for the Houston Texans. So I, I think it's something to get excited about. Like I said, you have somebody with a great deal of experience. You want experience? You got experience here with lovey Smith. You bring in a bit an interesting one to Pete Carroll. Uh, Pete mm-hmm. Carroll is, is because I remember, well, obviously the, the USC thing kind of changed the way we looked at Pete Carroll, but when he got to USC, he was like the fifth option. Right. I can't remember who all they were that they went through, but they went through everybody. And then it was like, oh, USC's found a head coach. They're like, whoa, who is it? Pete Carroll. And everybody's like, wait, huh? The guy that got fired in the, with the Patriots and the Jets. And then he turned USC into juggernaut. He goes up to Seattle, carried that with him, wins a championship up there. That's the thing to me. And, and you and I talk about this a lot. You know, guys going from, you know, year one to year two or coaching stop to coaching stop. You know, they learn, they learn, mm-hmm. they don't just stay what they are. Yeah. There's some things that maybe they need to work out a little bit better. Obviously, uh, you know, a lot of it has to come down to clock management, some of those things, but guys learn coaches learn guys, women, no matter the sport, they always they, they learn from stop to stop to stop. I think right. you a great point in Chicago uh, about the fact that, you know, you just get to a point where man, ah, uh, Okay, we've done this for nine years. Got us a Super Bowl. Maybe that's the ceiling. We've reached a ceiling. Let's try something else that maybe gets us over the top. And then, of course, that doesn't get you there. It back you backslide. 
Does it prove that that was the wrong move? Uh, who knows? But Lovey Smith this, has done really good things in this league. He's got one of the great beards imaginable. I think he is a straight-up stand-up <laughs> Texan. I think he is a straight-up stand-up honest guy. Um, I, I love his demeanor. I would love seeing him come off the field. I can't remember where we were coming off the field. I think it may have been the Chargers game. And I'm coming off the field and, you know, kind of seeing guys and shaking hands. And I just see, I see Lovey and he kind of looks at me and he just kind of smiles. And he shakes his head. And it just was this thought of like, that was fun. Well, he didn't have to say it, yeah. but it was like, yeah. a guy like he communicates without having to. And he just kind of like, ah, that was fun. You know, it's just real kind of, I mean, I think uh, I'm looking forward to it. I uh, can't wait for our halftime interviews, all discussions with Lovey. I think it's going to be a blast. It will be a blast. And look, that beard is strong. So that's something. I'm excited about the coaches' shows, all the fun visits we're going to have with them. It'll be really interesting. There's a lot to cover, and we will get to all of it on these channels here on the Texans app, HoustonTexans.com. Johnny, thank you. You got it, Mark, of course. That's the podcast. Check out all the other coverage of the new Texans head coach, Lovey Smith, right here on your Texan platform. Have a great day. Go, Texans.